Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Merry Christmas, friends and family. We're excited to come to you today bearing good news. We're of great joy. Of A great son joy. has been born. Yes. <laughs> From Luke chapter 1. And it's really fun that we get a read this gospel right now this time of year because it's Advent and we're um, excited to worship Jesus and looking forward to Christmas and Christmas Eve and the Christmas services. And when you get to read read and relive the the Christmas story, it's just it's just right. It's good. <laughs> it's good. I love it. You guys. Speaking of Clark, what would you say from your younger years as a as a wee boy to now as a I've always been a grown man (laughs) what have been some of your favorite ways that we worship at christmas time i'm putting you on that um i know i'm putting you on the spot here i'll let you because i'm asking honestly i think okay so just like on monday we had the tree lighting yeah i had like a couple emotional moments just meeting god worshiping Mm. with our family yeah and having tons of other people there like of different generations yeah it was chaotic and it was beautiful. Well, we were singing Christmas be, though, carols, you know? Christmas yeah. songs. Kids are crying, running around, um, crawling under trying the, to get on stage, crawling under the pews, trying to steal the <laughs> microphone, trying to get on stage. And it was just right. You're like, this is I it. Know, like it we are really intentionally was. entering into Advent, and I think that has become my favorite, honestly, of all time. Like that's one event that I really look forward to, and I'm glad that yeah. everybody can come. Um, it's growing every year too. So we're gonna have to think mm. through how to continue to do this well because we're almost at capacity right now. Yeah. For the arts and crafts and even yeah. the seats at the event. Yeah. Um, so that's one. The other thing I'm really looking forward to is mm. this year we have been reading the Chronicles of Narnia with our family. Kirby read one of the yeah. books and then we were like, Hey, we should just read these out loud when we do yeah. laundry together or at bedtime. And then um for me growing up, the line the witch in the wardrobe it, has yeah. been and is my all-time favorite movie. Like I, mm. I literally after the Bible, I meet God in that story. And it's kind of Christmassy. And so we have withheld watching that movie right. <laughs> all year and we're going to watch it at Christmas time. And I think that is going to become a second yeah. event for me thinking through uh, mm. Aslan death, grace, sin, forgiveness, Jesus, right. gospel, you know, yeah. this kind of thing and explaining that for our kids and that really the gospel story came alive to me as a little guy through that story and through that book, through the old BBC, yeah, you know, oh. Lucy, every nook and cranny, <laughs> Mr. And Mrs. Beaver walking around in big suits, like, oh, it's, it's hilarious, but I met God in it. And so thank God it's also been well, well done in, in recent years. <laughs> um, so anyways, that, that's, I love that for me. How about for you? Oh, oh, lots of things, but I, you know, one of the things that's so, uh, that speaks to me and why I really love the book of John, the gospel of John is because he talks so much about light and darkness. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing, you know, growing up out, uh, uh, out of town, my parents still live out of town in that same house. It's dark. It is dark at night. Mm-hmm. And so even if there's just one light, your eyes cannot help but find that light. And so 
whether it was lighting the Christmas tree, uh, my mom had that tradition where she, it, they're, now they're LED, just like the, the candles with uh, batteries that she would put in the window. Um, and then my church too would have, they would have a night service and, and like we've done it a manual. So I'm so blessed that we do it still too, is they sing silent night. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's been done differently, but how I love just like holding the candle the LED candle or whatever it is and the lights go out and you sing that song. And that's just been something I feel like that really, um, you know, my eyes just, yeah. And so anyway, I, the reason I ask you guys is because right away in Luke two, before we even jump into the story is the reason why Luke, he does Luke and Acts talks about, um, writing it. it was, he's like, well, other people have done this. So I felt like it was good for me to do it too. But I just love, I'm going to read the intro because I just really met the Lord in it. Many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled. Interesting that he used the word fulfilled among us, just as they were handed down, handed down to us by those who were from the first, oh, sorry, who were the first eyewitnesses and servants of the word. Therefore, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, it seemed good also um, for me to write an orderly account to you. So here's the thing, guys. Tradition, ritual, those things, they matter not because they're such a huge deal, but they matter because they point us to Jesus. Yeah. And that's the like handing down, literally, whether it's by story, whether it's by, you know, retelling events or pictures or whatever it is, you know, lighting a candle, reading a book. It's that intentional act of handing down saying, Hey, this is time we're setting apart. We're setting apart to worship our holy living God that came to us. And and this is going to help you remember it. And so I was just blessed by that and introducing to Luke, like, Hey, we're about to talk about something that's going to be handed down for generations. Cause it's such a huge part of our, our salvation. Yeah. Uh, and so here it is. And then he goes on to tell the story. So yeah, I love it. I, I appreciate yeah. Luke's writing here. Yeah. Because when it comes to precision, he's a doctor, and so doctors need to be and should be precise. Mm. And in it, he goes out of his way in verse 2 to make sure you know it. Just from the beginning, those who are eyewitnesses and ministers of the word have delivered them to us, this news. And so he is going around interviewing people, collecting Mm -hmm. stories that um, are verified with the other right. apostles and really line up with the other gospels that mm-hmm. were written by different people. Yeah. And you see, wow, this is incredible. And then in chapter three, you'll read that in a couple of days on Sunday, he'll include a genealogy. And I know those mm-hmm. are brutal to read, but they're historical in that they go back and prove like, this is who so Jesus purposeful. is. This is his family lineage. Mm-hmm. This is the ways he, um, he fulfills old Testament prophecy. Mm-hmm. And it really is just a beautiful gift. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so for me, Bobby, Jump I have in. just a couple kind of just um, 10,000 view foot thoughts, like <laughs> big thoughts, Themes. not, 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 not okay. specific to like, Hey, this verse stands out to me. It's more of like, wow, this is what's happening right now. Okay. Do you Lay have, it on us. Okay. So for me, I'm going to verse 26 <laughs> Okay, all the way to verse 38. Okay. When the birth of Jesus is foretold and the angel comes to Mary and basically tells her, that, hey, do not be afraid, Mary, picking up in mm-hmm. verse 30, for mm-hmm. you have found favor with God, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, mm-hmm. and you shall call him Jesus. He'll be great. He'll be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David. He'll reign over the house of Jacob forever. In his kingdom, there will be no end. And she asks him this mm-hmm. question, how will this be since I am a virgin? Mm-hmm. Like She's trying to make sense of this like biologically and anatomically. She's not yeah. doubting this. There's no sin. It's just like confusion. 
like I think a lot of us would probably ask if if you told a, yeah. a young woman that we knew this. It's like, wait, how is this going to happen? Um, but what just blows my mind is just the incarnation, just the incarnation of God, that he's mm-hmm. fully God and fully man. Mm-hmm. And that when you think about a human being, a human being, do you know how many chromosomes we have? I do. Do you? Yeah. How many? We have 23 pairs, right. which if I do my math correctly, 23 times 2 is 46. Ooh. So I was just laughing math. with my dad recently, and I was talking to him. He does this trick question, like, how many chromosomes did Jesus have? Well, the answer is he had 46 because he was fully, fully man. Yeah. And so <laughs> at first, you know, you might think, well, maybe he had 23 chromosomes, and the other 23 were like a little sparkly, glittery something from right. heaven that's his divine identity. And really, no, he was fully God yeah. and fully man, 46 chromosomes. And just to think that when the scriptures call him the son of God, they call him the son of God because he was... Um, conceived by the Holy Spirit. This is something Mm -hmm. that God did and only God can Mm do. And then there are other times he's called the Son of Man. He's called the Son of Man for two reasons. One, because he's fulfilling the prophecy specifically from the book of Daniel, but also because that he comes from, he came from the Virgin Mary, Mm -hmm. uh, the young girl. And so here we have Christ, fully God and fully man. Mm -hmm. And just understanding that that needed to happen for God's, um, sometimes the word wrath makes people uncomfortable, but I think it's appropriate. God's wrath against sin had right. to be pacified yeah. by a, a, an acceptable sacrifice. Right. And that's something that no human being could offer. And so God became a human being. So mm-hmm. he was tempted like we were, but he never sinned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's in his holiness and his humanity, he offers a sacrifice on the cross that allows God to accept it and say, now, me right. and humanity can be made right again. Yeah. And it's just his grace. And so just the incarnation there and Mary's question, which I'll come back to in a little bit, just really stopped me in my tracks and mm-hmm. got me thinking. Well, I mean, let's not come back to it. Let's talk about it. So because Mary questions, but the, someone else earlier in the chapter questioned too, and it's different. Yeah. And so th- that's another reason why I just love Luke's gospel beginning. It, it's not the same as, you know, Matthew. It's not the same as Mark. Because he includes the story of Zachariah and Elizabeth. And I love, again, all of the really intentional details that he puts in it. So he tells us that Zachariah and Elizabeth, they were they were like these pretty high up priestly people. And he tells us the tribe that they were even from. And but there was still, you know, something going on. They they didn't have any children. They were barren. And then as that story unfolds, we begin to know and hear about another angelic visitor who came. So this is the beginning part of the chapter. And uh, instead of coming to Elizabeth, though, mm-hmm. Gabriel, angel Gabriel comes to Zechariah. And so Zechariah meets angel uh, Gabriel, tells him about having a son. And then Zechariah has a question also in verse 18, where he's, you know, he's kind of wondering, like, how can I be? But it's different. Clark, are you wanting to expound on it or you want me to? Yeah, for sure. You go for it. Oh, okay. (laughs) So, so like Clark said, Mary had this question that was really just one of confusion, not unbelief. And Zachariah raises this question and he's saying like, how are you going to do this? I'm old and my wife is well along in years too. And so his question actually, when you, when you dig a little bit there, um, comes from this place of, of unbelief saying this can't happen. Like I'm old, my wife's old like this, this is not, um, this is not, this is impossible. Mm -hmm. And so that's why when you continue to read, he's struck in and into, he has silence. 
uh, my goodness, he will be silent and unable to speak in verse 20 because there's, they come from a different place. Uh, one asking for clarity, one, a place of unbelief. And so I, I'm so grateful that Luke put that story in there just so that we could understand another layer too of what was going on with, um, kind of paving the way for Jesus Hmm. ministry here with, with little John the Baptist being born, because it's, it's later in the chapter that we see them. There's this, you know, special moment with them in the womb. And, uh, Mary goes to Elizabeth and they have this moment. And uh, anyway, all this to say, you guys is all of these details that Luke adds in here just so greatly bless us in our understanding of God's unfolding plan for salvation, including this one of that question and understanding that, okay, this is miraculous. Like mm-hmm. it's not impossible. Nothing's impossible with God. Yeah. Where are you going? Uh, the, this the last thing I would add just to this chapter is yeah. comes from verses 39 through 45 and actually goes back to my sermon on Sunday when I was kind of encouraging us to worship God with what we have. And okay. um, and really, I love your word again, to <laughs> s- distinguish the difference between celebration and worship. Um, when mm-hmm. it comes to worshiping God with what you have, you have a number of characters that play an important role in the story. And in it, you have you know, the magi who have the ability to plan and give very expensive intentional gifts. Hmm. But the truth is not all of us can be the Magi. It's actually unwise for us to be the Magi. Um, I'll share this in a sermon in a couple weeks, but I just read recently that we broke records again with the amount of spending of money. But um, an insane amount of people, like 70, the amount of people who clicked purchase now and pay later went up 78% this year. Sure. And then like 44% of Americans, I believe, are going to go into debt just to buy Christmas presents. Mm -hmm. And of those people, 60% of them are going to lump that debt into another debt they already have. Mm -hmm. And so the reason why I say that is because there's a lot of pressure to to buy. Remember the four-letter S word? I had a a dad come up to me at the tree lighting and was just laughing. He said his son stubbed his toe on the kitchen table after church on Sunday and goes, Sale! And uh, yeah, I promise. That's hilarious. Yeah, Charlie's boy. And uh, I just started dying laughing because it was like the worst four letter S word if you're at church on Sunday is sale. And buying stuff you don't need. And uh, what's interesting is there's pressure to be the Magi, where we realize some of us don't need to be a Magi. Some of us need to be uh, the shepherds, where we just simply show up and offer ourselves and our worship and our heart and our presence. Um, One of the characters I did not get to talk about on Sunday is Elizabeth. Because mm. in verses 39 through 45, yeah. uh, she really worships God, you could say. And John, inside mm-hmm. of her, worships God yeah. um, by being hospitable. And let me read just a couple of verses for you. It says, In those days Mary arose and went with haste to the hill country, to the town of Judah. She entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth yeah. heard the greeting from Mary, the baby leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, mm-hmm. when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Yeah. And so Mary was there for three months with her. And so it's experiencing that hospitality. So I'll keep it short now, but you might not have a lot of money. And that's okay. You can give yourself and you can give your presence and you can be hospitable. Um, whether it's someone to your home or making a meal or 
meeting someone for coffee, or just having the hospitable and welcoming spirit is huge this time of year. Focus on people. They matter the most. And I love that that's how Elizabeth worships in this kind of Christmas story, is that she opens up her home for her cousin, spends three months together, and it's a it's really a divine time. Mm-hmm. And so uh, if you're thinking through, what, what can I worship in terms of what I have? Maybe it's hospitality. Hmm. Didn't get a chance to talk about it Sunday. There's more to say, but that stood out to me from this chapter. Oh, that's, yeah, that's amazing. Okay, you guys, Luke, chapter one, totally launching us into this Advent uh, season yet again. So thanks so much for listening. Guys, Sunday's coming. Come join us. Uh, You're going to be blessed. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. You'll hear from us again on Monday. God bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.